Okay, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem to our shir on Parshas Toldois. So, uh, as recently we've had a number of very interesting announcements to make, but uh, tonight the first interesting announcement is that we're launching, starting now, a new website actually, an entire new website called RabbiDG.com. Now, why the name? Because if I'm going to write Daniel Gladstein, first of all, nobody knows how to spell it. Is it D-A, D-O, you know, so it's very complicated. So all you have to know is D. And then Gladstein's also, how do you spell it? Most people end up spelling it with a D. And if you put in the wrong letter, you're never going to get it there. So Rabbi, everybody knows how to spell, right? And D-G is not so complicated. So this way, if anybody wants to get any of the Svarim, find any of the Shiurim, get onto any Zoom, get onto any podcast, it's all in one location. Everything is consolidated in one place. Bisiata Deshmaya, just, uh, it was just born a few hours ago, just came out of the delivery room, and it's already here, it's available tonight. If you want to get the book, you could go to the website, Rabbi DG, and you could get any of the Svarim. Or you could go to Torah anytime. You go to Speakers, Gladstein, there's a link for the book. Um, we want to mention that the Shirem are also um, available now on podcasts. You say, what's podcasts? Don't ask me, I'm not the guy. But whatever it is, it's there also. Okay, so Parshas told us. Okay, very important. Tomorrow at 2.30, we're starting a new Seder. It's uh, the Shabbos Project. Um, this year is expanding their efforts, so they're including now Hilcha Shabbos. We're going to be learning a Malacha every week, Be'ion. But Mamish, Lamdus and Halacha, 2.30 every Thursday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 5.30 is the Shir on the Yaris Hagra. 2.30 on Thursdays is the Shir on Hilcha Shabbos. If you missed the Shir, then uh, we could still be on speaking terms, but you could catch it later on uh, the various venues. Tomorrow night, 9.30, new opportunity. Shas Illuminated. It's a new website. It's not a new website, but it's a well-known website. It's the first time we're uh, uh, being featured on it. It's going to be monthly Q&A Thursday nights every once a month. Okay, here we go. Parsha's told us. Welcome, everybody. The last Pasuk of the Parsha. It's a Pasuk that uh, perhaps gets overlooked. We once spoke about this Indian, but we never put it into these terms. The Pasuk says like this. Vayelech Esav el Esav went to Yishmael. Vayikaches machalas basimon. He took the daughter of Yishmael, machalas, ben Avraham, the son of Avraham, achos nevayos, the sister of nevayos, al nashav upon his wife's loyal isha. So the last pasuk in the parsha is Mazel Tov, who got married? Yitzchak. Who's the mechutan? Excuse me, Esav got married. Who's the mechutan? Yitzchak and Yishmael. So Lamaisa, it's a quite a quite an interesting relationship. You know that before Esau married Yishmael's daughter, what was the relationship between Esau and Yishmael? Yishmael was Esau's uncle. Now, Yishmael is Esau's shver. And Esau is the Edom. In other words, when Yishmael would go to the shtibol, they say, no, Yishmael, who's your Edom? He said, my Edom. Edom. Esau. Esau of Russia. They say, Mamish at Sugapas the Shidduch. Inveya Geffen, Inveya Geffen, Yishmael. Esau, Mamish, a beautiful Shidduch. Now, what does this have to do with the price of tea in China? Why does the, the parsha end that Esau went and married the daughter of Yishmael? So the Pashibshad is like Rashi says. We all know that after Yitzchak, um, after Yaakov stole the brachos, 
So Rivka said, uh, Yaakov, you got to get out of here. You got to scram. And I would not be pleased if you marry someone from Canaan. And Yitzchak also says, I would be disgusted if you marry someone from Canaan. They said, You know, the, there's a famous uh, I don't know, a few decades ago between Rabik and the Satmar Rebbe. Rabik made a takana. He wanted to make a takana that before um, a couple gets engaged, they have to go out eight times. Otherwise, you know, his experience was that people got married too quickly and it didn't end well. So he wanted to be masakin l'chol apachas eight times. So the Satmar Rebbe famously said, "Katsti You know, I'm disgusted by this practice. And Rabbi said, "That's very nice, Satmar Rebbe. You're a masader kedushin. I'm a masader, I'm a, I'm a masader gitin." So okay. But be it as it may, Yitzchak said, "Katsi b'chayai mibnei benois ches." I'm disgusted. You can't marry from someone around here from the benois Canaan, and therefore Yaakov went back to his other uncle. You know, Yaakov had some pretty chashuva uncles, Ishmael, Mitzarechad. He had Uncle Lavan on the other side. You know that this was not on the shidduch resume. You could be sure on Yaakov's shidduch resume, he did not put his uncles on the resume, just like many people. But um, but be it as it may, Rashi says like this, so Esav overhears that Yitzchak and Rivka tell Yaakov, you can't marry someone from here, you have to marry somebody from my family. So uh, Esav says to himself, look, I'm a big mechabedav, if I know my father doesn't want me to marry someone from around here, and Yaakov's going to Aram Naraim, I'm also going to pick someone from the family. Rashi says, When Esav saw that uh, Yitzchak gave a bracha, and he got sent to Paden Aram, and Yaakov heard what happened, and Esav heard Kiroi Spinois Kanan, so he also went to Yishmael. That's the Pashib Shah and the Pasuk. That the reason why the Torah ends, that Esav went to Yishmael, is because uh, he's following Yaakov. You know, he knew Yaakov, he knew that Yitzchak and Rivka were not pleased if he married Benois Ches, so he also followed suit. However, there is an incredible comment of the Vilna Gain. This is a Gain we once quoted. The only thing is, when we quoted in the past, we left out one line. And this line is today, tonight's share. The Gain is not found in a typical place. The Gain is found in the commentary to the Safra de Tzniyusa, which is uh, one of the classic uh, Kabbalistic works. If I'm not mistaken, Safra de Tzniyusa to the Zohar is what Mishnah is to Gemara. Okay, it's basically the foundation of Kabbalah. So the Gro wrote a commentary to Tzafra the Tzniyus, and he begins like this. Esav and Yishmael is Kayin and Hevel. Esav is the bad guy, the really bad guy. He's Kayin, who is the bad guy. And Yishmael, who's a little bit better because ultimately Yishmael does tshuva, he's Hevel. Now, what Avera did Kayin do? Kayin is a murderer, he killed Hevel. What other Avera did Kayan do? So you have to know in, uh, in Kabbalah, this is like the most spoken about subject, Kayan and Hevel were both brought, uh, born with a tuma, with a twin, twin girl. Kayan married his twin, Hevel married his twin. The only thing is, S. Hevel, S. Achiv S. Hevel. It says S an extra time by Hevel. Hevel was born with two twin girls. So he figured, she's born with me, she's mine. Kayan said, I'm older, she's mine. Kayan lived with Hevel's twin. That was considered Gili Arayos. So Kayan is a murderer. 
and Kayan also is Megala Arayas. We're in the Pasuk as a Rema as Kayan is Megala Arayas. It says, Vayhi Biyosem Basodeh. Sodeh refers to Gili Arayas. Now, Yishmael is Hevel. Since Hevel was the better one, Yishmael ultimately does Tshuva, says the Goyim. The Ovois Hakadoshim Avram Yitzchok and Yaakov, everyone spoke about, were Adam Arishon. Each one was Masake in one of the Chatam of Adam, either Avedazor, Gilarayas, or Shvichas Domim. Esav is Kayan. That's why Esav came back from the Sodeh. The Sodeh is Gilearayas, and he was Oye if he's a Reitzeach. And, and um, Yishmoel is Hevel. Esav is on the right side, and Yishmoel is on the left side. Esav is, we said many times, the Shar. And Yishmael is the Chamar. That's a famous theme in the Shiurim. Right? Esav is the Shar, and Yishmael is the Chamar. How do we know Esav is the Shar? Because the Pasuk says by Esav, Parim uh, Abirim, and Yishmael is Shpulachem Poyim HaChamar. Yishmael is called the Chamar. By the way, I once saw, uh, we have to add on to one of the books, that what's the Indian of Pidyon Petar Chamar, what do you redeem a chamar with? A sheep. What's the Indian? It's a reenactment of Akedas Yitzchak. Yishmael is the chamar, and in lieu of Yishmael, Yitzchak was brought. So the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben, the mitzvah of Pidyan Peder Chamar, is basically a reenactment of Akedas Yitzchak. That is from, I think, the Kava Yasha. Okay. When Yitzchak went to Daven, it says he went to the Sada. He went to the Sada. Yeah, and you're saying Sada uh, talks about... Uh, Not every time. Yitzchak refers to the Mikdash as a Sada. The Gemara says that Avraham referred to the Mikdash as a Har, Yitzchak as Sada, Yaakov Abayas. So not every time. But by Esav, it refers to um, Gilei Reis. Now, says the Goyim, if Esav is the Shar, Parim Abirim, and Yishmael is the Chamar, now we understand the prohibition of Lesacharosh Bishar of Chamar Yachdav. Why you can't plow with an ox and a donkey together. Because if you plow with an ox and a donkey together, you're mixing Esav and Yishmael together. That's the love of Shar and Chamar. Now, this is all based on the fact that Esav is Kayin and Yishmael is Hevel. Because the Pirkei Durbelezer famously says, by the way, amazingly, what's the Yisr of Shatnis? Tzemer is Kayin's carbon was Mipriha Adama, flax, wool. And Hevel's carbon was uh, sheep. Um, excuse me. Hevel's carbon was Mipri Adama linen, and Kayan and Kayan's was was Kayan was linen. Thank you. And Hevel was wool. And basically, mixing Kayan and Hevel is shotness. Mixing Esav and Yishmael is Kalayim. And then the Gros says a whopper. The Esav Rotza lehizdaveg in Yishmael. Esav wanted to be Meshadich with Yishmael. Why? And destroy the world. Because if the ox and the donkey ever mix together, it will destroy the world. You know, we say in Slichos, Does that sound familiar? Destroy Esav and Hishver. What are we talking about? Destroy Esav and Hishver. We're talking about uh, Yishmael. That's the Tefillah. So, why did... Yishmael, why did Esav want to marry Yishmael and destroy the world? Because Esav hated Yaakov. Oh. According to the Gemara, 
according to the Goyen and the Safra the Sniyusa, we've opened up a completely new vista in understanding Parshas Taldais. It's not Stam, Esau uh, heard that his father was displeased with the Benoit's Chayis, so, so Esau went to marry the Bnei Yishmael. No, it's much more than that. The Pasuk says, look at number three. Why did Esau hate Yaakov? Because Yaakov stole the Bechayra. So basically, Esau wanted to destroy Yaakov. He wanted to obliterate Yaakov. How could Esau destroy Yaakov? If he's Meshadich with Yishmael, he will obliterate the world. Meaning the secret of destroying the world is if ever Edom, the Western world, America, would ever make peace with Yishmael, the Arab world. If that would ever happen, you know, if the President of the United States would ever make a peace treaty with a Chavez, you know, then uh, that's the end of it. That would be the end of the world. God specifically orchestrated that Esav and Yishmael don't get along. If they would ever get along, there would be Machav Olam. This was the Kavana in Esav being Meshadech to Yishmael. But the question is, what exactly is the secret over here? Why is Esav and Yishmael such a duo of destruction? I mean, we don't find the Chavez. If Loit would ever be Meshadech with uh, Nimrod, they would destroy the world, you know? If Chves, the, the Bnei HaFlogo, whatever, what's this, the, this combination of Esau and Yishma? This is what we're going to try to unlock tonight. Now, there's an amazing Medrash that uh, we never saw before on the Brisbane HaBasarim. The Medrash says in the Yaakut Shemoni and Lech Lecha, Remez Ayin Vav. Did Yishmael do Tshuva before this juncture? When Avraham passed away, so it said that Yishmael went to what? Yitzchak before Yishmael. So that's a raya that Yishmael did shuva. Did that happen at this point in time when Esav married him? Look, we're going to see that even though Yishmael did tshuva, Lamaisa in history, nothing good ever came out of Yishmael, despite the fact that he did tshuva. What's interesting is, and question that I've been pondering, is even though Yishmael seems to be better off than Esav, the descendants of Esav seem to be much better off than Yishmael. And I saw this morning in the Chida, after we went to print, in the Chaim Anoch, that he brings an idea, no ger ever came out of Yishmael. We have many Gerim that came out of uh, Esav. For example, Shmai Naftalion. For example, Unklus Hagar. And for example, Rav Meir. Did I ever mention there's a new Sefer on Rav Meir? Did I ever mention that? Yeah, yeah. So Rav Meir also came out from Esav, right? In fact, that's what we learned in Parshas Vayishlach. Yaakov was afraid. Shema Yehareg Acherim. He was afraid he would knock off Rav Meir. But, okay. Rav Akiva. Good. There's a Shaila, the Gemara and Gitan says, Bnei Banav shall Sisra loimdim Taira. So some are glorious that Rabbi Kiva came from Sisra. And Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef in his Sefer has a Gersa that Rabbi Kiva came from Haman. And in the humble Sefer, Magid Arakiha and Purim, there's a, a Maracha on this. Did Rabbi Akiva come from Esav, or did Rabbi Kiva come from Sisra? Pashib Shadi came from Sisra. 
say Rabbi Kiva came on Esav, but there are those who are Goyres. His sister is a descendant of Esav. Was he? Why? Who says he was? He, we don't find that Sisro was from so Edom. You're blank in saying Esav is not everybody other than Yishmael is Esav. No, Lav Davka. In other words, the guy in North Korea, is he from Esav? Is he from Yishmael? He's, I don't know. There's 70 Umais, you know? We're going to come back to that guy soon. Okay, so in the Yalkut Shemani, it says like this. Vayoyimari lov kecholi egla meshulashas zu malchus edoim. Shehi keegla dasha. Take for me a, a fat cow. That refers to edoim. Edoim is considered a fat cow. Yavon is called the goat. Madai and Paras is called the ram. Tyre, what's a tyre? A shire. Now we have a lot of Choshiva doctors here, so maybe someone could explain to me. What is Larabois dentist? I think uh, right now we have one of the largest collection of dentists in one room in the United States of America. Um, but, Lamaisa, what's the difference between a bull and an ox? Anybody know? It's a different animal, no? Is a shore and a par? What's a yes or no? Or, or it's mam shatifa shayla. A par, par echad, right? Parim, par echad, and then shor oikesev. So could somebody tell me for once and all, stand up and please tell me the difference between a shor and a par? They're the same. Well, is there? Is it the same behema? Okay, I asked this question this morning. I posed this question to philosophers, theologians, scientists, dactyrian, dentists, but we need a zoologist, I guess. But for now, we're gonna, they're going, I, I believe, they didn't teach that in dentistry. What? They didn't teach that. What? Okay, Bama Boisai, according to the Medrash, listen to this, Edoim is Agola. Agola. The Agola seems like a female calf, and Yishmael is a shar, which is a male. Says the Medrash, listen to this, Ayla Aretz, woe to the earth. When the male cow and the female cow get together. You know what's going to happen when you plow with a male cow and a female cow is real? They will open up every deep place. Now this is totally not like the Grah. Because the Grah says, Esav is the par, and Yishmael is the chamar. Here the Medrash seems to be saying that Esav is an agala, and Yishmael is a shar. We're going to go tonight like the Goin. But, one thing we're going to take from the Medrash is that, Achenvai, if Esav and Yishmael ever got together. If Esav and Yishmael, they would uproot the deep places. Now there's a part two of tonight's shir. Because there's only one nation that when they destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, they were not only Machr of the Mikdash, they said, Ha'oyimirim, Aru, Aru. They said, Uproot, Uproot. Who? Bava. Um, excuse me, Adon. Right? Ha'oyimirim, Aru, Aru is going on. Adon. Rome. Rome, they didn't just, they weren't just Machriv, they were Ma'amik. And Meshadid the Amokim, exactly like the Medrash says. Apparently, they must have gotten into cahoots with Yishmael. But now, now we learn another amazing thing, a revelation of the Rambam. The Rambam, in this little shtickle over here, he 
He speaks prophecy. Mamish Nebuah. I don't think there is anybody says this other than the Rambam. The Rambam wrote a letter called Igeras Kiddush Hashem or Igeras Hatemant Mechazek Yidin, whose uh, lives were they were threatened to convert to Islam. And the Rambam says as follows in the Igeras Hatemant says the Holy Rambam about the time of Mashiach. The Nevi'im have already told us about it, namely Daniel, Yeshaya, and other Chachamim. Do you know when Mashiach will come? When Edom is strong, when Arabia is strong, and they spread out to the whole world. In other words, when the Roman Empire and the, will extend itself to the United States of America, and then the Arabs will extend itself to Asia and Europe, then you know Mashiach is coming. So basically, basically in a few days, right? According to the Rambam. In other words, we just need, we need the Western world to take over a part of the world and we need the Arabs to take over the other part of the world. I know they, they predict in a few decades, Europe will be almost completely uh, in the hands of uh, our cousins. So, says the Rambam, by the way, like today, this is, if there's anything that was ever true, it's the following. When Edom and Yishmael rule the world, Mashiach will come. Listen to what he says. Even Daniel, when he talks about Machas Yishmael and the establishment of Machamad, who is their prophet, he talks about the coming of Mashiach. And Yeshaya says the raya of the coming of Mashiach is Herois Memshin Gimlayan. When that um, fella comes to the scene, Memshin Gimlayan, when he comes, then you know Mashiach is coming. And then the Rambam says, where is this Memshim Gimel Ayin alluded to in the Navi Yeshaya? It says, there's going to be a guy riding on a camel. Now who's the guy riding on a camel? Some say, Yesh Oymrim, it's the vice president. Okay, but that's not the same name. But, but who rides on a camel? It's not anybody in the Western world. The guy in North Korea ain't riding on a camel. There's only one person, the leader of the Yishma'ilim, rides on a gomel. So the Pasuk talks about Rechev Tzemed Parashim, Rechev Chamor, Rechev Gomol. So the Rechev Gomol is the ascent of Memches Memdalad, Mohammed. And then it says Tzemed Parashim. Listen to the words of the Rambam. Keloimer, his Davig, Shtei Umois, Shem Edom, the Yishmael. The Rambam is of the opinion that the moment Edom and Yishmael come together, Mashiach is coming. In other words, either the world's going to be destroyed, or had Mashiach not come, the world would be destroyed. In other words, the most dangerous thing in history is the union of Esau and Ishmael. But it's also the advent of the coming of Mashiach. But we still really don't have an understanding of what exactly is so dangerous about the union of Esau and Ishmael. So for this, we come to the Maharal, and this is the way that Ramosha Shapiro explains um, this sugya. He says as follows. What is the prominent... Wasn't there a union when he became his agent? Yeah, and that was a very dangerous moment in time. So was Mashiach So the Gra goes on to say that Hashem was basically Masares, the union, and he tampered with the DNA in order to ensure the world would not be destroyed. What that means, that's beyond the scope of this year. In other words, I don't know. Okay? 
But that the Gra says, Hashem is Masaris the Zachar. Those are the next words in the Tzachar the Tzuyusa, which I did not put on the sheet. Azor, yeah? Uh-huh. So it's the same animal, it's just a different uh, procedure. The ox is more domesticated than the bull? I mean, the bull, you, you, you know... Okay. Okay. For now, we'll go with that until we... Until Aki Avashi, until we get... Until Elio Anavi. I'm going with that. I'm going with that. Okay. The, the Maral says like this. The Gemara says in the beginning of Avodah Zarah that in the end of days... Yeah? So we have Rafal Yair is conferring that that is the difference between the Shor and the Par. Rafi. Okay. Okay. <coughs> so... There's a Par Aduma. There's never a Shor Aduma. You just never saw one. Because it doesn't exist. But there is a Par Aduma. You know that... Uh, you know, uh, an interesting Chiddush is that... Uh, you know the, the beverage, Red Bull. Right? Red Bull, Paraduma. You know that the, the owner of Red Bull was Nifter Parshas Para. It's a fact. Really? Nifter on Parshas Para. Okay, so back to the ranch. No pun intended. Okay, so the Maral says as follows. The Gemara says in the beginning of Masech Tavoyed Zara that in the end of days all the nations of the world are going to come and say we want reward. Hashem says the reward is only for people who learn Torah. So the nations of the world said we all learn Torah and they're all going to give their claim how they supported Torah. And the Gemara says and Edom is going to say what do you mean we supported Torah? Harbe Shvakim Asinu. We made many marketplaces. Harbe Merchatsois Asinu. We made many bathhouses. Now it doesn't say that, that about um, Persia. Persia, the Gemara says, they say we waged many wars. We built many uh, bridges. But about Edom, it says we made many bathhouses and we made many stores. Says the uh, Maharal, from here we learn the dominant and prominent feature of Edom. What is the main characteristic of Edom? That is, they are Balei Yishuv. They promote the development and the, the, uh, they want to advance the civilization of the world. In other words, the entity, the essence of Edom is they always want to make the world more developed. Technology. They always want to advance society, advance civilization. They want to make the world more inhabitable. They are people who have nicer stores. You know, you go to, uh, you remember the stores 50 years ago, you, right? Are they the stores today? No, the stores today are much more uh, uh, developed. Even if you go to Lakewood, you see these malls, it's unbelievable, right? Every year the stores get fancy, but that's the concept of Edom. Edom always wants to advance society, advance technology, advance civilization. They build um, marketplaces, shvakim, and mechatsois, bathhouses. The Western world are very into hygiene, right? Uh, the other parts of the world, it's considered very noble to bathe at least once a month or once a week, right? Or every third day. Oh, the United States of America, in the Western world, edoim, daily hygiene. That's something that they bring to the world. The advancement of society hygiene, civilization. This is alluded to in that which the Gemara says that they built Mechatzais and they built 
um, shvakim. As opposed to, the Maral says, not every Uma promotes the advancement of civilization, advancement of society. There are civilizations that are nomadic. They live in the Midbar. They don't really have the same level of hygiene. That's that's how they bathed. So not every civilization believes in sophisticated hygiene or hygiene at all. Not every civilization wears big day Adam. There are civilizations they wear basically shmatas. Not in the Western world, if you meet dignitaries and politicians, you will never see their toenails, guaranteed. However, there are cousins of ours who it's important for them to be able to let you know exactly what kind of uh, fungus is under their toenails, you know? Why do I need to see somebody else's uh, feet, raglayim? The answer is some civilizations are not holding by the madrega of Edoim, which is, which is basically to promote Merchatzois and Shevakim. There are civilizations that live in the Midbar. So the Maral talks about the, the Mailas of Edoim. He doesn't talk about necessarily the deficiencies of the Shver of Edoim. Okay? There's a... Try to be, yeah. So the, the Gor Aryeh, the Maral, in the beginning of this week's parasha, says something unbelievable. We once spoken out. He says that, you know, Rivka Yemenu was in great turmoil. Because she passed by the house of Avodah Zarah, someone was kicking at to come out. She passed by the house of uh, Besamedr, someone's kicking at to come out. So Rivka thought her kid is schizophrenic. She, th- she thought the kid is, uh, I don't know, bipolar. She was very, she was in a lot of turmoil. What's, what's up with the kid? So basically they said, don't worry, Rivka. Hakol b'seder. Everything is beautiful. Shnei goyim b'vidnech. You're going to have a Godel Hadar. And you're going to have Hitler. So rest assured, everything's going to be mamish gevaldik. Don't worry. Oh, Baruch Hashem, Rivka says. Mamish Yiddish nachas. And she goes home and she's, uh, she's calm. I don't understand. They just told her she's going to have an Esau. That, that, that's better? She'd rather have a Yaakov and an Esau than one kid who's a Meshuggah? So basically, the Maral and the Kliyakar explain. You know, Rashi says on the words "shnei goyim bevinech" that they told they told Rivka about Rebbe and Antoninus. So, of all the people that would come out of Esav, why did they tell Rivka about Antoninus? So the Maral says like this: Rivka was afraid because she knew that Abraham had two children, Yitzchak and Yishmael. And Yitzchak is a tzaddik yisoyed oilam. And Yishmael is a uh, mitzachik. He's mamish, uh, not worth... Uh, Rivka said to herself, to have a child like Yishmael, and Kain lama za'anoichi. Rivka considered Yishmael the biggest basura rah that she possibly could have. And that's what she thought. She figured one, got, one kid is kicking to go to the base medrash, and one is kicking to go to the base tiflas. So they told her, don't worry. Esav is not a Yishmael. Yishmael, nothing good ever came out of Yishmael. Did anything good ever? No Gerim ever came out of Yishmael. You know, any Tzadikim who came out of Yishmael. But Edoim, a Rebbe, uh, excuse me, uh, Esav, a lot of Gerim came out of Esav. 
Says the Maral, you know why Geirim came out of Esav? Because Esav is Shnei Goyim. Esav has prestige. In the Western world, they wear nice suits, and they wear nice ties, and they have hygiene. Says the Maral, Esav has a nefesh chashuva. And therefore, a nice Geirim came out of Esav. Yishmael does not have a nefesh chashuva. In fact, the Maral Maril Diskin says, Yishmael's nefesh is not quite that of an Adam. He famously says, you know, in Hebrew, the adjective always comes after the noun. Bayis gadol, bayis katan, Adam chashav, Adam gadol, Adam this. And Yishmael, it says, para Adam. It should say Adam para. Para means a mule, a chamar. So we say, he, he's wild, a wild man. Meanwhile, I should say, Adam Pera. Why Pera? Adam answers no. Yishmael is not Aleph Dalet Mem. Yishmael is Peresh Aleph. What kind of Chamar? What type of Chamar? The type that's like an Adam. Adam is not the noun, Adam is the adjective. Why well, do we have Rabbi Shmuel and the Gemara? Rabbi Shmuel and the Gemara was a Hela who, who did not come from Yishmael. Why was he named Yishmael? Ayin betoisus Yishanim Masachta Yuma. Why Rabbi Shmuel was called Yishmael. But the reason why, um, so Rivka was said, Baruch Hashem, if I would have had a Yishmael, I would have been Subrach and it would have been terrible. But Baruch Hashem, I'm not having Yishmael, I'm having an Esav. Esav has a nefesh chashuva. He's someone who has a chash of a soul. He might be wicked, but there's a redeeming quality. Reb Meir is going to come from him. Shana Avtalia, Uncle Hager, maybe Rabbi Akiva. So it was, by the way, Right, the Shvile Pinchas wants to say, Kitsayid Bepiv, they were Neshamas trapped in his mouth, Tarshabal Peh. Who? Who's Tarshabal Peh? Meir, maybe Rabbi Kiva, Sayid Bepiv, that's the secret of Sayid Bepiv. And yet their belief system is better. It's true, Yishma's belief system is better. That might be, that's a good point. In other words, that could be Yishma Lemaise is better than Esav, in that Yishma did Shuva, Esav didn't. Maybe that would account for the fact that Yishma'ilam are not oiv de'avod zara, and and the Christian and the Noitzrim, according to the Rambam, are oiv de'avod zara. On the other hand, what the Chida says is Yishma'il came from a non-Jewish mother, Hagar. So maybe that's why their descendants are worse. Masha'in Kain Esav was in the womb of Rivka Imenu, and he nursed from Rivka Imenu. So he, therefore, maybe uh, he was able to do tshuva. Lamaisa Reb Chaim Vital writes in the parish on Tehillim Eitz Hadas Toiv that in Tehillim Kuf Chav Dalad Shir Hamalos Lule Hashem Shahayolanu Yoimar Yisrael Lule Hashem Shahayolanu Bekomalenu Adam. The Reb Chaim Vital writes Yishmael is quasi Adam. Listen to this. Why is he quasi Adam? He says that Esav is not even an Adam because Esav did not have which mila, which mitzvah, bris mila, right? He was he said he was, he was uh, his blood was nivla beivarov and was not nivla beivarov and then when he turned thirteen he said forget the whole mila, but Yishmael had mila. You have mila, you're an Adam, but he didn't have priya. So since he didn't have priya, he's para Adam. Okay, the bottom line is like this: Esav and Yishmael are polar opposites. They're, an, they're antithetical to each other. They're the exact opposite of each other. How's that? The essence of Esav is to develop society, 
to make society more sophisticated, to make civilization more sophisticated, to advance all aspects of society and civilization. Ramesh Shapiro writes, this is marumas in the word asav. What does asav mean? Made. That's what they always want to do. They want to make, they want to create, they want to advance. Asav, asav, asav. They want to continue to advance society. On the other hand, Yishma is the exact opposite. Um, Esav says the Gorariya, they live in Chasheva Batim, nice houses. Yishma Elam, they live in Oyam, they live in tents. Esav wears Big Day Adam, they wear nice suits. Hugo Boss, Giorgio Armani. But the cousins, they wear Bar Hashem. Very, they wear. Sakva Efer, Yitzhalarabim, right? What happened to the nice Western clothing? They are, they, they, oh, says Rav Moshe Shapiro, Esau's essence is to destroy and break free from the shackles of civilization, the rules and laws of civilization. Who said we have to live in a house? Who said there has to be law and order? Who says we can't live in a oihel, somewhere in the Midbar, far, far, to break away from civilization? to live in the most remote areas far from civilization as possible. So Yishmael is the antithesis of Esau. Now, what? One second. Oh, yeah, right. So which is, which is the worst character? So the answer is they're both bad. The answer is we could survive with either one of them. Why? Because if you just have the advancement of society, it brings with it certain benefits. Look, we need people to build our homes. We need people to make our clothing. We need people to make bathhouses and stores. And as Edom said, that we did everything, so Kaiso should learn Torah. And as the Briskarov is Medayek, God didn't say, no, it's not so Kaiso should learn Torah. It is, but that's just not why you did it. So we need Edom. And they're powerful. And Yishmael by themselves. Would, could destroy the world. Because in a world that is governed by the worldview and the ideology of Yishmael, that's a world which is primitive. That's a world where everybody is living in a desert, wearing shmatas, um, living in a tent, without any law and order, defund the police, without any kind of um, rules and regulations of society. But you know what? If the world only had Yishmael, it would be a very good world. You know why? Because as corrupt as the uh, worldview of Yishmael is, they don't have the technology and wherewithal and ability to impose and implement and educate the world to follow their viewpoint because they're so backward and they're so primitive that they don't have the kayak to impose their worldview on the world. So the answer is, a world of just Esau could exist because advancement of society is somewhat noble. A world of Yishmael could exist because they're sort of powerless to impose their ideology. But the moment that Yishmael can now access the technology of Esau, the know-how of Esau, the scientific information of Esau, and use that to impose their worldview on the rest of civilization... That's the moment the world is destroyed. Eric, Eric says that if it's not... If Asa... If, 
Yeah, like Isha's Chaim Blight. But Ramosha Shapiro's point over here is that Esau, this Yishmael, is basically handicapped without the Yishuv, the advancement of Yishmael, without the advancement of Esau. The moment the two of them come together, the empty ideology of Yishmael is now able to harness the advancements of Esau, the world would come to destruction. If you remember, Marvar Aboisai, we're in history. Did we once have a shear a couple of years ago? Did Esau and Yishmael ever come together? So if you remember, Achashverosh, remember that guy? Our favorite character, Achashverosh, he was from Persia. It is the Shita of the Maharal in a number of places that Paras is Ishmael. Why? Because ethnically, uh, Iran, Persia, is not Ishmael. However, the Maral says that the way we categorize an Ummah is not based on its ethnicity, but rather based on its personality. Personality of Ishmael, of Paras, is they wage wars. And that is the defining characteristic of Ishmael. And therefore, the Maral identifies Paras, Persia, is Ishmael. Now, what happened when Haman, who is of course from Edom, came to Achashverosh and said, um, What happened when Esau and when um, Haman and Achashverosh were in cahoots with each other? What happened was the most severe gezera in the history of the Jewish people, Lahashmid When in history did we ever have a gezera looming over our heads, Lahashmid In the times of Purim. How do we account for that? Purim is exactly what the Bir Hagra says. If Esau and Yishmael would ever come together, they would destroy the world. That's what we have in number 20. We once pointed that out that the Gezerah of Lahashmed Laraguli Abed was a result of what this Gura teaches us, that if Ezra and Yishmael ever came together, they would destroy the world. Now, I'm leaving off uh, one, one little piece. We're going we're gonna to say over on Friday and by Shalashudas, everybody's cordially invited, that we're going to explain how Edom was able to use Yishmael to destroy the Mikdash more than Bavel, destroy the Mikdash more than Paras, destroy the Mikdash more than Yavan, because they were able to get a Yishmael to deepen and uproot the foundation of the base of Mikdash. But one more Nakuda. And I've said this many times, but here we have it on the sheet. Um, and I found it last night. In, I have my grandfather's old uh, really dedicated a lot of his life to learn the Malbim on uh, Tarnavim and Ksuvim. And I have his set of the Malbums. And I once saw in his personal notes that when he was in Auschwitz, 1944, he saw Eichmann. And Eichmann invited a special guest to visit him in Auschwitz. Who was that guest? The Grand Mufti from Jerusalem. And they would march. Hitler was in cahoots with the Mufti. The Mufti came to Auschwitz. Now, they marched Yidin in front of Eichmann and the Mufti. My grandfather said they were hugging each other as if they would be mamish oyavim she'en kamayim. And they, they marched Yidin in front of them and they would beat the Yid in a way that the Yid would not be able to have children. And this was entertainment and the two of them were laughing, laughing, laughing. So my grandfather wrote that when Mufti and Eichmann came together in Auschwitz, 
That is the kiyam of the pasuk of the last pasuk in this week's parsha. Vayelech Esav el Yishmael. You want to know what the world will look like when Esav and Yishmael come together? Auschwitz. That's what it is. That's what happens when Esav and Yishmael come together. That's the mufti and um, Eichmann coming together. So we have, so to speak, three times in our history, Yishmael and Esav are Meshadach One time we have at the end of the parsha. Why didn't it bring a Chorban to the end of the parsha? So I mentioned, the Gra writes, God was Masaris the Zachar. What that means, you know, Tenla, you know, Hashem Yareinenu. Uh, we had this in the times of Purim, when Achashverosh and Haman got together. And unfortunately, we had it more recently in our own times. But we have to recognize the fact that there's a discord between Esau and Yishmael is, as they say, when Esau and Yishmael go to war against each other, we wish both parties Hatzlacha Merubah in their war against each other. But if they would ever make Shalom, watch out. That's the last Pasuk of Pasha's Taldois, Vayilach Esav al-Yishmael. According to the Gro, we understand very beautifully. Because Vayistoim Esav es Yaakov, Memela Vayilach Esav al-Yishmael. And the Hezver Hadvarim is, Yishmael's backward ideology finally has the capacity to be spread to the world through the know-how and technology of the Western world, Esav Arasha. Marabaisai, stay tuned for part two. Thank you everyone for coming. And uh, the new safer is available if anyone's interested. Brachavat Slacha, have a great night.